Welcome to the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 278, and welcome back to my front porch. I gotta be honest, every time I like rip through the, that number, 278, that like is pretty awesome. Like I wanna high five myself, like way to go dude, like way to get after it. 275, I think I'm coming up on, I think two and a half years of doing this on my front porch and I go, man, so much has changed in my life, so much has changed in my heart. Here's something really interesting in, in this whole experiment of me sitting out here on my front porch is I'm changing. I have changed. I mean immensely. Um, but sometimes because I'm used to kind of this energizer bunny type of change, you know, just go, 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 die, and then put in new batteries, go, 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 die, put in new batteries, go, go. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm on a whole new trajectory. I'm like, go. But I'm going slow and careful. And I, I mean, I'm having to discipline myself. But what I'm finding is this rhythm of slowing down in the morning for me, this discipline of slowing down is, is making a dramatic impact on just about everything. I was, the other day I was in the car, I was driving, I went to a meeting, I had a pretty busy day in a meeting and I was on my way. Now this for normal people might seem like no big deal. This is your normal. This is not my normal, but I'm driving on my way to the office after my meeting and I realize I'm not in a hurry. I mean, it's just this weird little epiphany. For me, it's like a huge epiphany, but I'm like, I'm not in a hurry. I don't feel rushed. I don't feel chaotic. I don't feel like I got to pick up my phone or turn on the news or, or, you know, on the radio and, you know, or put in a music or a pocket. I just felt like very calm in my car just driving from the next it just felt very silent and at peace and I thought wow I that that's just not I can't I can't explain to you how odd and wonderful that feeling is for me of just like wow I'm feeling more and more at peace and so it's like whatever is happening out here on this front porch is impacting me affecting my life not just because I think I'm sitting with the Lord but it's also the silence it's also watching the birds it's also like uh, I think I I was telling you a couple uh, episodes ago about simple joy like just the simple joy real small joy you know of just enjoying small things and and I think it's starting to really impact me. Maybe it's helping me be a better listener. Maybe I'm slowing a little down a little bit more. Now, I'm still myself. I'm still going to go. I'm still going to run and gun. It's a part of who I am. But I'm starting to realize, like, no, it's it's changing me and shifting me. And so here's the encouragement. And hopefully uh, I've been trying to encourage you along the way here is, like, go find that space. Like, life is too short. It really is. It really is too short. For you to just take for granted just these moments where you can slow down. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. Just sit somewhere. Turn off the radio in your car. Drive in silence. And just try to experience that peace that passes all understanding. Which just, I mean, for me, that driving to work, that was like, that's a peace that passes all understanding. I don't understand that. That's not been a part of my life. But how beautiful. And I'm so thankful for it. And I'm so thankful for all of you who have hung with me. 
278 episodes you've hung with me and i just want to say thank you really appreciate you some of you have been donors from the very very beginning you have been making this thing happen and i want to say a special special thank you to each and every one of you who have been a part of this and now are joining maybe this is your first episode welcome so glad you're here Thanks for tuning in. We're going to learn some stuff together. And then, by the way, uh, yesterday was Easter. So happy, happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter. And, and in light of that, we're going to go through John 11, 25 through 26. John 11, 25 through 26. Jesus said to her, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I'll read again. Jesus said to her, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Uh, Suresh, who I talk about often because... Uh, he's just one of those sages, spiritual directors, friend, grow, you know, kind of family guy in our life. I mean, we just love him. Uh, he's president of Harvest India, and I've spent a lot of time with him, not just here in America, but uh, over in India as well. But, you know, he would, you know, he'd fly back and forth uh, from India over to the U.S. Well, one time he, he flew back, and I picked him up, and it was Easter season. So he gets in my car, and usually what happens is I pick him up from the airport, and then I, I take him to my house. So I used to live in a town called Maricopa, which is about probably 40 minutes from the airport. So I was driving him there, and he goes, hey, Jeff. I'm like, yeah. He goes, what does an Easter bunny? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I've never been to the States during during Easter time. What does this bunny who has the eggs? And he was so confused, like genuinely, what is this bunny and what are the eggs? Like, this has nothing to do with Jesus. This has not, where did this come from? And I was like, I, I honestly don't know. I think maybe it has something to do with spring. And I have no idea. He was just, I don't understand the bunny. I don't understand the eggs. And I was like, yeah, come to think of it. I'm not sure I understand it as well. And so interesting for me is what this day, what this holiday, what this resurrection moment, what this reality for so many Christians, what it's become. And even for me, I was like, wow, yeah. I mean, how strange. If you're, if you're coming from a different country into America, you're like, what Easter egg hunt? How does this, what does it have to do with, you know, Jesus and resurrection? Like just completely, completely confused. And, and I get it. And and I think what Jesus has been doing all along the way, as he's been, you know, he's 33 years old. He's now in his, on his way, moving towards the cross. And Jesus has been prepping us all the way. You know, he didn't just wait until he rose again, right? He didn't just pop out of the tomb and go, surprise. No, no, no. He's been preparing the disciples all along the way. He's been preparing us all along the way. He's been preparing the religious. He's been telling them this is going to happen. He's been going from village to village and and letting people know like something is changing. Something is happening. And in this passage and in this moment, the context of this passage, again, I want to tell you how important context is 
two of these passages. You can't just yank out this verse. I memorized this first when I was a kid, never realizing that this is the context behind this passage. The context behind this passage is this. Lazarus has died. So Lazarus, a family friend, Jesus's friend, he has died, right? He's died. And and so, you know, they call for Jesus and, and Martha has this discussion with Jesus, basically like, why didn't you come sooner? Why didn't you come sooner? You, you knew, like you knew you was sick and, and you could have done something about it. Why didn't you come sooner? Sooner. In fact, she's, you can almost hear it in her tone. Like, I, I don't understand that. Why didn't you come? Why did you wait? And Jesus responds with a very, a very unearthly response. You know, Martha's response is very, very tethered to earth, very earthly. You could have done something. Why didn't you do anything? You could have come quicker. Why didn't you come quicker? Very, very tethered to earth, very earthly. Jesus responds in a completely different way. He says to her, hold on, before we move forward, I want you to know something. I am. I am the resurrection and I am the life. <laughs> I mean, just, just ponder what Jesus is saying there for a moment. He's going, no, no, no. That's who I am. I am resurrection and I am life. Transition, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live or she shall live. And everyone who lives... And believes in who? Me. Why? Well, because he's the resurrection and he's life. Shall never die. He's opening our minds, opening our awareness to a greater understanding of the kingdom of God, about who he really is. And see, our problem with Easter Sunday is similar to what is happening here in this story. Because, like Martha, we are so tethered to earth. We eat, drink, and breathe earth. It's what we do. It doesn't allow us, you know, this reality doesn't allow us to imagine that there is a greater narrative being told. This this is what Jesus is trying to help Martha and those around to catch a greater vision of what's going on. Hey, something more significant is happening here. And I'm trying to open and expand that for you. He's been trying to do it all along the way. All along the way, he's showing them what who God is. And, and yet, they don't get it. They don't understand. Now, Martha does believe that Jesus can heal. So it's a bit why she's frustrating. But she's like kind of on her timetable in her way. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. There's a much greater vision of this that I'm trying to help you grab. You know, and here's the thing he's trying to expand their imagination with. Like, like let's just let's slow down here for a sec. Like, first off, God is standing in their midst in human form. Incarnation. He's moved into the neighborhood. Emmanuel, God with us, right? She doesn't fully understand that. We don't fully understand that reality right now. Second, the same God who will soon sacrifice his son, the same God will soon sacrifice his son to right the wrong and the pains of all humanity. 
and all of those around are doing the same thing that we all do. Everyone that's kind of around Jesus at this moment is doing the same thing that we all do. Yeah, 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 but what about right now? Like, I want you to fix this right now. This is my greatest concern right now. And we are right now people. And Jesus is trying to expand. Uh, The Easter story is an expansive story. Expanding our imagination. Good Friday, Easter Sunday is an expansive, mysterious reality that Jesus is trying to all throughout the Gospels, helping us understand, all throughout Scripture, trying to help us grasp and explain. Jesus is trying to expand their earthly imaginations. He is trying to expand it. And he's trying to expand ours as well. He's trying to give us a kingdom imagination. So many of us are so tethered to earth that we can't see it. And so it makes me just kind of ponder, hold on, is Easter just a tradition, you know, um, to be honest, you know, I've been a pastor for 23 years. I've grown up in the church my whole entire life. And, you know, this was, is kind of true for most of my life. Like Easter's just a tradition. In fact, it's like even branded like it's the Super Bowl for the church. It's the Super Bowl for the church. That's how we actually talk about it. Right. And then Monday comes, right? We have all these parties of people over. We make this huge deal. We have tons of services, you know, and it's it's good and it's appropriate. We should be celebrating that way. Then Monday comes. Monday settles in and all of a sudden what happens? Has anything really changed? And Jesus is telling us, because of what I've done, it will impact all of who you are right now and forevermore. I'm trying to help you get a greater vision of what Easter is all about. All we experience right now is just a foreshadowing of something far more beautiful, far more beautiful, far more perfect in the future. And that is why he's writing Martha's perspective on life and death. He's trying to turn it upside down. He's trying to give her a kingdom imagination because her she's just so tethered to earth just like you and me and he's saying to you and me but but i don't know if you really know me do you really know me and i think that's true for so many of us like do you do you know jesus or do you know him do you know him and jesus says to martha and he says to you and me Do you believe that I have literally changed everything? Do you believe? He ends the passage with her saying, do you believe? And then he does this miraculous work with Lazarus, raising him from the dead, and then he dies, which is confusing to everyone. And then he resurrects into new life, defeating death. The thing that's true for each and every one of us, Jesus comes and he tramples on that death. And he says, why? Because I'm the resurrection and the life. Because resurrection is our real life. That's our real reality. And so the question is this. How has Easter, how has this reality changed you? Father God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. 
resurrection is not just something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's something that's happening in each and every one of us every single day as a result of your kingdom come and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time.